just loosening up the old vocal cords for season two of the Integrateness podcast with Jason and Jolene. I'm Jason. She's Jolene. Welcome back to another season of us. Oh, have you missed us? We have missed you. We have, and, and we apologize because we did promise a summer episode that actually never materialized, which was our fault on that end. It was, but we just, you know what we love about this podcast is it will define itself, and that episode did not define itself. It so did we not. Didn't, we didn't push it. No, we didn't. We tried. We tried a few times. Uh, Jolene Summer was busy. Mine was busy. And then we went through wildfire hell at about the time we were thinking of trying to squeeze one in before summer came to an end. And well, that just didn't happen. So, yeah. So here we go. Season two. Yes. Now, how was your summer? (laughs) So that's what we're going to spend our time talking about. Pivot. 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 That is today's episode because Jason and I both felt like we had a lot of that to do this summer. Uh, so I'll, I'll talk about mine, Jason. Yeah, go you for can it. talk about yours. Yeah. It. So my summer was, we were, we were saying it was very full. It was fun. We got to do a lot of things, but there was a lot of very scheduled flow of everything. If that even makes sense. Scheduled flow, right? I, I had like my, that. Yeah. Yeah, I had, yeah. I had my kids most of the time. I maximized my work days, which meant I went in, put my head down, worked the entire time and then would blast out. And when I wasn't at work, I was not at work. I was with my kids. So I really maximized that. We spent a lot of time out at the lake and boating and being at the cabin and doing those kinds of things until uh my cousin's cabin burned in the fires at the shoe which was very tragic and sad so prior to that things were really fulfilling they were lovely some other things that i was juggling during this time was a new relationship that i've been in we talked about that a little bit last season And just what that looks like, we are dating long distance. So I have my full-time life here and he has a full-time life there and we are making room for each other and where we can within our careers and our families and just navigating that whole um, shift of things as well. So that was a big one for me. My personal life felt very demanding in different ways. Um, I was saying to Jason, like, I felt like, work and demands there which is new referrals and lots of exciting stuff as well was asking for like 70% of me and my personal life was asking for about 70% of me too but that was like 140% and then usually I like to put about 20% to me that's what I really started to chisel out the last few years for myself and that part kind of felt like it disappeared so I was really happy to kind of be back in the flow of things have my kids back in school have different childcare options because I let go of my Pilates for a couple of months Mm. because I didn't have the space and I wasn't in town on weekends and I didn't want to be inside like I'm an outside summer gal so I just put it on pause but I was really grateful to be back now that September is here because that emotionally energetically is so beneficial to me and physically right so um we'll talk a little bit about about that and even just the physical changes of being in a safe healthy relationship i was telling jason i was like i fucking gained like 15 pounds just feeling safe what's this bullshit (laughs) (laughs) your body is for one not in a constant state of waiting for the other shoe to drop yeah and so you relax yeah and when you relax and you kind of eat a bit more and you loosen the rules on having drinks if you're not exercising then it's like well i need 
they'll compensate with liquor for sure cookies or you know what i mean i had no social life for the last few years so it was really easy for me not to go out for dinner and that's one of the things that you know we would enjoy when we first started dating was let's go somewhere for dinner right we'd go somewhere for the night or whatever right so yeah allowing myself to indulge in good foods that i probably restricted for a long time right like i was i was very mindful about my nutrition and my my physical health so really looking at the shift of balance through all of those things and how to allow for space of everything without yeah, without things falling out of balance. But I definitely felt like some things were just demanding so much more of me. And I was like, there isn't more of me. What's happening? So it felt very pressured that way. But I don't want that to be like a negatively perceived thing because it was just, uh, it was a lot. And I'm grateful that there was a lot because they were all really good things, you know? It's like, uh, what are they, what's that phrase? That embarrassment of riches? Yeah. And it's And when you've been through a period when you haven't had that, and suddenly you do, it's like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Right? And I feel like that's a bit of it. Like, there's just been this, like, total abundance of things, right? And I mean, I never want to complain about having constant flow of, of work. That's my job security. That's how I raise my kids. I need an income, right? So I'm always careful to, um, when I reflect on how demanding my my referrals are, because I've asked for that in my business. I've manifested that in my business. And, you know, when I look at money and love being on the same frequency energetically, when one is flowing, the other is going to be flowing. And it's just like, I opened the doors to this. Like, here we go. <laughs> like the ultimate receiving, right? So really trying to recalibrate to all of that at the same time. Yeah. Wait, there's something um, at one of the uh, Stoics used to come a big follower of Stoic philosophy. And it was uh, Marcus Aurelius, who, you know, he was an emperor of Rome and he had a lot of responsibilities and he was kind of rushing about one day and some woman came up to him saying, I need you to help me with this, please. And he's like, sorry, I don't have time. And then she's like, well, then why are you emperor? Whoa. And he stopped and he's like, you're right. And he went and helped her with the problem then went about the rest of his day. But if you take the job and the job doesn't have to just be the job, but if you want, if you've asked for something in your life and you get it. Mm-hmm then don't be pissed off if it becomes demanding. You sound like my child. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It was like, why did you decide to be a mom then? Well, no, it's true. Yeah. Like, but you know what I mean? It's all that oh. stuff. You take on the role, so you do the work. It is. It right? very much is. <laughs> oh, man. Jason, how about you? Give a little rundown of your summer. Yeah, mine was busy too. Because, um, God, I'm trying to think when the last time we recorded was May. Yeah, you, you hadn't done your swap yet. No, so after that, basically, um, I finished up like a couple big projects that I was doing for work. Like I went and did an Ogopogo documentary and got to be interviewed for a Bigfoot documentary because I do that kind of stuff, which was exciting because it was with people whose work I've admired in that field for a long time. So to be invited along and to be a part of it because they were in Canada, they're out of the States, was pretty fucking cool. And what was really cool about that too is, you know when you kind of admire people who you've never met and you meet them? And they turn out to be assholes and you're really disappointed. These people weren't. They oh, were yay. all awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, where's oh, this no, no. going? But it wasn't. They were all, I didn't get to meet all of them or talk to all of them as much as others. Like Eli Watson and I worked together a lot because we did the Ogopogo documentary. Then I went and met, we met and met everybody else. And I got to hang out with a few of them regularly. But they were all really cool people. And I've been in touch with a lot of them since. And it was that was a great experience because like right after that I came back. And because some of my work had dried up, I had to go back landscaping for the summer, which is a lot. And it wasn't like just the mowing lawns and the raking mm-hmm. and the pruning. I did brick and block construction. So Allen block walls, patios, stairs, all that stuff. 
which was a lot harder to do at 50 <laughs> than it was the last time I did it. And it was, for one thing, like, you know how, Jolene, you talk about masculine and feminine energy, and mm -hmm. I've been doing yoga, which is more of a feminine energy. Mm -hmm. To be back in an environment doing manual labor, like with, with guys, I needed that masculinity. That was really cool. The guy I work with, Craig, like he's, a, he's around my age. He loves his mountain biking, his movies, his books. Like he's a super sharp guy. So we had tons of really interesting conversations. We had a similar sense of humor. And we worked really fucking hard. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool. Very rewarding. Very rewarding. Until I blew my sciatic nerve out. <laughs> <laughs> towards, towards the middle of August. And I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't work anymore. That was when summer came to a screeching halt though, hey? It was like, it was, that was literally... That happened about the same time that all the fires yeah. broke. Like it was really interesting because I remember when the fires started, myself, Peter, and Olivier doing our paranormal stuff. We were doing presentations at O'Keefe Ranch, and we saw this like the smoke came in from those not only that fire but the West Bank fire. Yeah, you had your overnight thing. That we had our weekend. overnight thing yeah. that weekend, right? So that all happened, and it was during that overnight thing that the sciatic, like I'd heard it at work, and then it just flared up Ooh. over that weekend. And I, but it was a sign, like I had pushed myself really far because mm -hmm. I was doing manual labor and then trying to do my other stuff on the side and then still be, you know, a husband and a father and still maintain some kind of friendship with people, which I couldn't because I was so, by the time I worked, I was exhausted. Yeah. Right. And so finally something broke and, and my counselor, Alicia, who we've mentioned before, I was in her office talking to her about the sciatic pain and not sure what I should do, if I should keep working and just fight through it to the end of season or not. And she looked at me and she said, at what point does your work ethic take a backseat to your self-care? Cause I couldn't even sit like, you know, when you can't, mm -hmm. it hurts so bad. You can't even sit properly yeah. and I'm just I'm moving. And I was just like, you're right. And so that was basically it. Wow. And that was actually a lot harder to do than I thought it would be. Cause I pride myself on being a hard worker and being honest and loyal and fulfilling my obligations and to have to tell them that I was done sucked. So close to the end too. So close. Like literally I had like, I think six weeks to go anyways, but yeah. the recovery time from sciatic is about four to six weeks. Mm -hmm. But I bet you it was less once you gave in and gave yourself yep. what you needed. It started to improve. It started right? to improve. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. Right. And so it's, but it's one of those lessons. It was a life lesson. And now I'm kind of really learning to work smarter, not harder, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. And, and now, so we don't have that extra money, but we're learning to live tighter and I'm not taking on as many other projects. Like we have, we've found it as a family found a means to live within. Mm -hmm. We're just going to live within that. And if opportunities come up, sure, you, you take it. But otherwise, I've got my things that I do. And then the rest is taking care of myself and family time. And it's cool because that job was inspired by the money. It was mm -hmm. propelled by the money. But you gained so much more than a paycheck from that. And it's almost like that part of that job was done for you. It was. It, it's right? Everything. We've talked about this before. Believer in everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. And everything happens when it's supposed to happen. So yeah. I needed to go back to work and do that to learn all these lessons. And I got sort of a more of appreciation you know, from my family who I didn't see every day after being working from home for years. Like you just, you learn what's important and what's not. Yeah. And I imagine being that physical in a way that was work related instead of exercise related or physiotherapy related. Uh, go back and listen to last season's episode on um, trauma being stored in the body, right? Like mm -hmm. when the body keeps score, um, the, there's so much that gets processed out through all of that. Like there's emotions, you're in your head a lot of the day. You mm -hmm. wouldn't even, you, you probably can't even go back and be like, I remember what I was thinking about that day because your mind's just looping and going oh. and clearing and yeah. processing through so much while you're going block after block after block, right? Oh, you are. Like there's days that I moved 9,000 pounds of bricks. Wow. 
You're badass, Jason. Right? Like just carrying them the hands and stepping up on a wall and putting it and handing it to Craig, who'd do the hard, the, the really finite work. So he's yeah. skilled at it. So I was the brick hauler guy or the shoveler yeah. of yeah. dirt or, or rock or you know what I mean? And so it was really cool. And, and one of the things I really liked was I got to drive the big dump truck a lot. Oh, that's fun. And by the end of the season, I could park that fucker anywhere. Whereas at first you're like, I don't want to wipe out things. You know what I mean? But you get really good at it. And it, was like, it was a really good humbling, confidence boosting thing. But it, it had its time and its place. Very cool. I had one of those moments this morning because I had to take my boat in to get it winterized. I did it last year in my driveway and I didn't want to do that again this year. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I hooked it up all by myself, got it out. You know, it's just, yeah. you feel accomplished when you have those moments. You do. When yeah. you get to, like in a couple weeks, instead of taking the truck to like the auto mechanic to get the brakes done, my buddy Trav can do it. He's just going to show me how to do it. I'm going to do it myself. He'll walk me through it. I just want to do more of that. That's for one, when you're trying to watch your budget, do you want to spend 1200 bucks or 200 bucks? Yeah. So you teach yourself how to do things. And that Doing that summer of work really got that imprinted in my head. Like, do it yourself. And for you, being a man asking another man for help in an area that's not your wheelhouse, that can be tricky. A lot of guys mm -hmm. will say that. I have a lot of clients I work with that are just, you know, that asking for help from another guy can be such a hard thing. But man, can it ever create connection. And like that that healthy masculine connection is so lacking in yeah. our society. And that's like what you gained at work, right? True, yeah, big, big time. Like that, and you're right, that is lacking. Um, there's a whole big push against masculinity in general right now, but it's, it's important. And I was actually listening to someone today. It was about um, a guy talking about why Jordan B. Peterson is a so popular among men, but why other groups don't like him. Mm -hmm. And it's because he's promoting that it's okay to have masculinity. Mm -hmm. And he talks about when, Regular masculinity is gone. It manifests itself in other unhealthier ways, which people don't want to hear about. Yeah. That's where the toxic masculinity comes from. Absolutely. And over-masculated women. I'm putting my hand up here, guys. Women who have to step into that. We need polarity in this world, right? Yeah. And in order for women to feel safe, we actually need masculine men. Yeah. Healthy masculine men. And yeah. men, healthy masculine men need healthy women yes. who are women <laughs> yes yes you don't yeah you, you don't want me hauling nine thousand pounds of brick like no no i am better doing other things right and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that yeah in a world where people seem to think there's something wrong yeah. with that yeah so. exactly i can go park my boat but i don't need to drive the dump truck no right no and i i would not want to back up a boat <laughs> oh man funny story funny story I, I busted the prop on my boat this summer it was a it, i wasn't even that i wasn't even drunk i was just stupid in the moment guys like i don't even have a good story i don't even have a good story but it was funny because i should post that on our page actually there's a hilarious picture of me uh my friend and i changed uh the prop out one day at the lake and i ordered one off of amazon and it came with like a captain's hat yeah, the prop came with the captain's hat. It was priceless. I just saw the picture. So, did you did see that picture? picture on your Wasn't that media? Yeah, so that was hilarious? Wild. Yeah. That's so hilarious. Anyways, I laughed. So, yeah, there's moments where we can excel in some of those areas, but I don't want to have to be there all the time, right? And my life requires me to be there a lot of the time. We're actually going to talk about that this season. I've had a lot of requests from my clients talking about sexuality in our relationships, sexual connections with our partners over the years, in beginning phases, whatever stages that it is, but just healthy sexuality um, in relationships. So those are some things we're going to dive into that Jason and I are even referencing right now, just based on polarity and, and men feeling like they're in a healthy masculine and women feeling like they can be in a healthy feminine without being shamed or judged or, um, you know, uh, feel like they're moving against feminist movements or whatever this be, right? I'm laughing though, Jason, because... 
you said that you were laying brick and a bunch of that stuff. And if you guys can look to the side of the desk we're at right now, Jason has like little like micro mini Lego <laughs> Lego. And I was like, whoa. So is this your return to work plan that you'll start with micro Micro blocks that can actually lift and almost lose between yeah. my two fat fingers. He's... <laughs> That is, that's something that I started actually at Christmas. I can't remember if I mentioned that last season or not, is when I was a kid, all kids build Lego. And I had in like the late 70s, early 80s, it was a space Lego Galaxy Explorer that they reissued last fall that my wife got me for Christmas, that I got for Christmas when I was eight. So I built that. And since then, I've been slowly getting back into building Lego. And I'm finding for me, like I've, I have a workbench that was supposed to be for all like my work equipment and stuff like that for ghost hunting and writing and putting notes out. But it's become my Lego table. So when I have a moment where I just can't do things anymore. I just go sit at the table and I fuck around with the bricks and I build stuff. And I mean, I've got a whole set there. It's like the Daily Bugle, you know, from Spider-Man. Which is like, it's going to be like three feet tall and two feet wide with all the characters and all that. I have a client who ordered that last year and put it together. It's, yeah. It looks it like I can't like wait. It was $200 or something. Oh, more. More? 300 Yeah, probably like three Sorry, or Sorry, Jess, don't listen to this episode. <laughs> but I can't wait. And I'm saving it for winter when the weather gets really crappy. Yeah. Because that's how I'm going to pass my afternoons. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, and also what you guys don't know that's changed is Jason has a stand-up desk for us. So I am going to have neck problems after recording <laughs> because the microphone is so high that I <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to reach over the counter to buy candy or something. Um, so all of these things, you have us standing on our feet. We're caring for our bodies at the same time. And honestly, so like we were talking about episodes we want to start running and like where we're at at the end of this summer who we are as individuals what we're bringing to the podcast and you know for me my intentions have always been to deliver the most helpful information that you guys need in the present day moment um just to help you achieve your greatness and to help you live with more satisfaction and joy and pleasure in your life to put puzzle pieces together to make life a little less mysterious for you and to normalize this entire process of life like life is the messy part it's the in-between it's never the final um goals that we get to it's the process so that is always my intention with this podcast so i very um just intuitively connect with the collective that follows us that follows um my professional work in in my therapy work and that's the kind of stuff i'm going to be continuing to bring to the podcast so hopefully that works for you guys if not then go somewhere else (laughs) (laughs) don't like it then fuck off (laughs) i dare you i dare you and my, my thing, I think, for me, it always kind of has been because I'm I'm a guy who is sharing stuff and guys aren't supposed to. And so I always feel the more open that every, well, men in particular, I think, because men's mental health is really taking, everyone's mental health takes a beating, but men have had a real tough time. Because we're not, as a gender, we don't feel we can express ourselves unless maybe it's just other men around. And even then, you're opening yourself to ridicule. So I see this as, an, as a venue to do that, to share my experiences in hopes that, say, other men or other, and other people in general just aren't afraid to talk about whatever is afflicting them mentally at the time or emotionally, because it's important. The more, the more we hide these things, the worse the problem gets society-wise. The more we're all open to talking about it and everything's out in the open, the more comfortable people get and the more it stops being demonized, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I, I love that you say that, Jason, because I have a ton of respect for you for that. And I really admire that because for me, this is my jam. It's what I talk about regularly. It's my day in, my day out, right? 
And, you know, people, I think when they listen to us, they're so comfortable with you sharing your story. I think people forget you're an average dude yeah. who's sharing this stuff sometimes for the first time, often for the first yeah. time, right? And I'm not a qualified certified counselor or anything like that. I'm just a guy. You're just a qualified weirdo. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. That's great. Exactly. <laughs> We both are. <laughs> Only one of us gets letters behind their name exactly. for it. Exactly. <laughs> I have no letters behind my name. <laughs> oh. And with that, folks, we are wrapping up uh, Season 2, Episode 1 yeah. of the Integrateness Podcast. Um, we're back next week, just in time for Halloween, to talk about... And we're not going to be able to tell you every week what's coming up next week, but we've already figured out that next week we're talking about the scaries in life. Yeah, the things that scare the shit out of us. It's Jason's jam. It is. Love the scary stuff. So until then, I'm Jason. I'm Jolene. We'll talk again next week. (laughs) 